Great to see you again, Bill, and thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts with me on a number of key themes that are relevant for the work of the Center for Strategic Philanthropy at Cambridge. Thanks, Botter, for inviting me. I'm excited about the great work the Center will do to advance philanthropy, especially in emerging markets. First off, do you think that COVID will have a lasting impact on how people think about the role of private philanthropy in responding to global challenges? And if so, how? Given the scale and urgency of the pandemic, I think COVID will have a profound impact in several ways. For one, I think we'll see philanthropies engaging in more active collaboration, not only with businesses and governments, but also with each other. The COVID-19 Therapeutics Accelerator we've invested in with Welcome Trust, MasterCard, and the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, and funds like CoImpact, where donors pool their resources to spur change, are good examples of the forms this collaboration can take. For another, philanthropists are uniquely positioned to ensure an equitable response to a challenge. In COVID's case, to make sure that diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines reach the billions of people who need them at an affordable cost. Philanthropy is also very good at moving quickly, uh, finding uh, new innovation, trying out things that governments would be very slow to do or might not see, uh, and that'll give us a lot of great tools to deal with the COVID crisis. Uh, R&D is about finding good scientists, being willing to take risks, and we can encourage ongoing funding for partners uh, to drive this type of tool innovation forward. I also hope that uh, philanthropy will grow. Uh, many U.S. foundations are talking about increasing their payouts beyond the normal 5%, uh, and even in some cases uh, borrowing so that they can fill in the gaps uh, where the government has missed great needs. Uh, some estimate that uh, over 12 billion will be added to giving. Um, and it is a great time uh, to go out into the community, to see what's not being done, to try and help uh, uh, the inequities created here uh, get solved as soon as possible. Are you witnessing a rise in philanthropic activity within and from emerging markets? particularly in Asia, the Middle East, and Africa? And if so, what do you think is or could be different about the nature and role of philanthropy in these regions? Well, of course, charity and generous giving is not new to these markets. However, if you just look at the economic progress, uh, whether it's India, Indonesia, or Nigeria, there are a number of wealthy, uh, and very smart people who see great needs in their societies. The philanthropists I meet in emerging markets are eager to help increase opportunity for young people in areas like education, health, and entrepreneurship. A lot of these uh, really innovative philanthropists are first or second generation wealth builders. So they're able to take the latest approaches to leapfrog and improve on practices and really uh, set examples that uh, governments and other philanthropists will benefit from. And are you excited about the potential for rapid growth of online or retail giving globally, including in the US? And what trends are you seeing in this space? 
Well, I'd say it's early, but I do see a lot of potential. Online giving has increased over the years as digital platforms has made it easier for everyone, not just the wealthy, to give to important causes. I know, Bader, you're working on one focused on the Islamic community, globally called Hassana. In the U.S., there are a number of platforms focused on giving, such as GiveDirectly, GoFundMe, and DonorsChoose, uh, focused on education and classroom supplies. Larger platforms are also getting involved, too. At our foundation, we've been supporting everyday giving initiatives for several years, and we recently helped launch a new platform, PowerOf.org, to encourage even more giving in the U.S. in response to COVID-19 and for racial equity. Despite all the challenges this year, there's been an extraordinary amount of money raised online in a short period of time. People are generous. They want to help, particularly when they see immediate needs. It's important to think about how this retail giving complements longer-term philanthropy because it will continue to grow. What are the best ways to successfully engage and collaborate with the next generation of strategic philanthropists, particularly the rapidly increasing number of donors from the emerging markets? Well, I've had an opportunity to see the development of a younger generation of givers, both within the Giving Pledge community and through the children and grandchildren of pledgers. Many of these young people feel they don't need to wait until they retire to start giving. They see today's challenges and want to start tackling them immediately. So that's very encouraging. Uh, many of the younger philanthropists are particularly interested in impact, sustainability, and equity. They also are very collaborative, and I think we do need more of that in philanthropy. Some may be hesitant to take risks in their giving, uh, but working together, uh, they can take on the tough problems. I know I was worried about uh, risk-taking after Warren Buffett made the incredible decision to donate the bulk of his fortune to our foundation. Melinda and I wanted to be the best stewards of his resources that we possibly could be. But Warren advised us that we shouldn't be conservative. He told us to take risks and swing for the fences. As always, great speaking to you, Bill, and I pray we'll be able to do this in person in the not-too-distant future. Thanks again. Thanks, Bader. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Center for Strategic Philanthropy will do, and I do hope to meet in person soon.